Hey friends, welcome to The Drivecast, a daily podcast walking through the Bible to help us read it in, pray it up, and live it out. My name's Dan, and I serve as a teaching pastor for our Worthington campus. Today, we're continuing in our series through uh, the Christmas season, preparing for Christmas Day in a time of the year the church has historically called Advent. So we're looking at different passages each day that tell the story of our longing for a king, his arrival at the birth of Jesus, and the extended picture of what he will do when he returns again, the second coming. Today we're looking at Jeremiah 23, verses 5 and 6. It says this, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. First, let's read it in. Can you think of a time when you've experienced sweet relief? All of us have that moment where it just feels like we have this release. Things feel right. If you're familiar with climbing at all, it might be uh, the moment you uh, put your foot on a solid foothold after feeling the faultlessness of a misstep. Or uh, maybe if you're a painter, uh, it's finally splashing colors of life onto a canvas after preparing the background with all of these dark different hues, and now you're bringing to light the image that is in your mind's eye. Or uh, for the person with an addiction, It might be finally experiencing freedom after a gripping, crippling, doggedly enslaving stronghold. Whether in dreadful circumstances uh, we've somehow gotten ourselves into or ones that have just come upon us, I think we can all resonate with this idea of sweet relief. Similarly, in Jeremiah 23, that is exactly what we see uh, God calling his people to experience, saying that one day this will be true for you. Jeremiah 23, uh, we see the picture of Judah, that God's people have gotten themselves into their own mess, provoking God's just judgment. For years, they wanted to be like the surrounding nations and have an earthly king instead of their creator as king. This is the thing they called for while they were uh, starting to experience that longing even in the wilderness. And God eventually granted their desire to have a king. He was trying to protect them from uh, selfish, prideful leaders that would lead them to national disaster. We see this in the stories of 1 Samuel and Saul being selected as the first king. But in these two verses we just read, we see God mercifully breathing hope into their hopeless circumstances, declaring his message of a coming righteous branch one who will be a king, someone from the promised line within the line of David. Uh, And we know this to be Jesus, the Christ. 2 Samuel 7 and uh, Luke chapter 1 tell us this story, that he is the one who would be at a minimum their sigh of relief. He would be their king who would act wisely, do justice, and uh, go uh, so far as being their righteousness. I mean, all of this is wrapped up in the gospel story. It's wrapped up in the very heart of the Christmas story. But what about Judah or Israel now? 
when they're not living in peace and security. Yes, Jesus fulfilled the promise by humbly coming as a righteous branch uh, that we see at the Christmas story. That was his first advent, his first coming. But what about the second promise? That he will be, uh, he will be this righteous king. Well, what do they do? Uh, and what we do is the in-between moments. We wait for Jesus' second advent, his second coming. We wait. We actively wait in faith. God mercifully keeps all of his promises to us in Jesus. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like the day. Uh, we're reminded in Second Peter that he is not slow to bring about his promise. This some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. We wait now between the first coming and the second coming, between the first advent and the second advent. And the reason why we celebrate this season, year year after year after year, telling the same stories that sometimes we just get, uh, frankly, we get uh, used to, is that we need to cultivate this longing for the world made right. The Christmas story is really just a, a foreshadow of what God will one day do to make all things right and all things new. Now, Let's take a moment to pray it up. Jeremiah 23, 5 and 6 reminds us of the sweet relief of a coming king and the salvation of Israel. So take some time just for this moment to thank God for sending you uh, an undeserved, uh, freeing, sweet, merciful relief in Jesus to be your righteousness and deliver you from the mess that we have gotten ourselves in. And here is the moment for some probing prayer that we ask God to reveal what's hiding in the uh, different places in our own lives, in our own hearts. And just like Judah was asking for an earthly king so that they could be like the nations, ask the Lord to reveal to you where you might be yearning for a quote-unquote earthly king, that you might be just like the nations. Ask him to reveal where you might be looking for someone or something else to do what only God himself can do uh, for you, in you, and through you. And finally, we want to live this out. Think of that last prayer request where we uh, ask God to reveal the hidden things in our own heart, the, the one we may be looking to instead of him to bring about peace, comfort, and joy in our own lives. Maybe the next step for you is to uh, take that probing prayer and bring it into confession, bringing this to light. This might be a conversation you have in your life group or uh, with someone else you're walking closely with, asking hard questions of one another just in the course of following Jesus together. This is a space for us to confess those things that grow in our own hearts. Secondly, maybe a moment for us to pause and ask, how do we prepare in the coming weeks to celebrate Christmas well? 
to step into this Advent season where we are profoundly shaped by the culture around us that says this is a time of year that is about what you get and what you can accumulate and amass for yourself, cultivating uh, the types of uh, traditions for the sake of just having a good time year after year. This is the, the cultural message that is swirling around us all the time. What might you need to do to reframe that message in your own heart, mind, and imagination so that you are not longing for the things of this world, but longing for the one who reigns above this world? Maybe it's a particular devotional series that you need to go through each day. Maybe it's committing now that you're going to go each day through the drivecast to help prepare your heart as you uh, lean into the Advent season. If you're a parent, what would it look like for you to invite your children along with you to prepare for Advent? Or if you're part of a life group, what does it look like to challenge your life group to say, hey, let's let's lean into this season well? Friends, thanks for tuning into the Drivecast. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back next week.